Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional aspects of endurance sports and how they impact performance. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on today's episode, I want to expand on an article that I posted uh, on the TEC blog uh, last week. Um, it got some really good feedback. It um, prompted some really engaging conversations with athletes, with some other coaches um, that I uh, work with, as well as within our own coaching team. And so it got me thinking even more about this article that I that I wrote. And the title of the article was, uh, or is, The Role of Technology in Endurance Sports. Um, so you can check out the original article uh, on the TEC blog. But I want to expand a little bit uh, on it, uh, again, because uh, it prompted some good conversations. Uh, I think it's a really important um, concept. Uh, it's a really important uh, topic to talk about. And, and truthfully, I think uh, I, I've realized maybe how important it is uh, after I kind of got my initial thoughts out there uh, in the form of a, of a blog post uh, that we posted to TEC last week. Um, so I want to dive in a little deeper. It spurred a few uh, uh, more uh, thoughts in my mind, brought some things to light. Um, and so I want to take a few minutes in this kind of mini-sode format that we do on the podcast and talk a little bit more about uh, about how I see technology's role in endurance sports, but also in um, our athletic identity, which ultimately is uh, the, the most important piece and kind of what became more clear as I talked to more people about uh, this article that I wrote as I reflected more on it. Um, so I, I started the article that I, that I wrote in, in the same way. Um, and so I'll start with saying that I, I believe wholeheartedly in technology's ability to make both, uh, athletes and coaches better. Um, but the, the caveat there, the thing that I want to consider is how much influence should it have, and what role does it play? So uh, this is not me saying that I don't think technology is important, uh, that I don't think that we should pay attention to it. Um, I think it's critical for success. I think uh, as, as coaches, um, it's very, very important that we're, um, that we're up to date and we're savvy and we understand how to use the technology that's available to to us as coaches, as well as to, to the athletes that we have the opportunity to work with. Um, but it, it is worth considering, I think, the role that it plays. Um, and so I just want to get that out there. I'm not bashing technology. Um, I, I think it's really, really important. Um, I, um, I use it myself, use it with all of our athletes. TC was founded uh, on a science-backed approach to endurance sports using uh, the latest and most up-to-date technology. But it's important to blend. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about, is how we blend, what it looks like to blend a world in which we have access to incredible amounts of technology, very, very powerful data, um, without losing sight of why we're athletes um, and and what that process maybe can and should look like. So Technology 
early on, you know, when it, when it kind of first began to uh, infiltrate or, or um, be integrated into endurance sports, um, took the form of uh, things like power meters. Well, it started with heart rate monitors, um, power meters. Um, we had, you know, uh, watches for running. We have cycling computers. Um, but now it's really moved outside of some of those um, early and most uh, accepted or widely used forms of technology where we're seeing it in um, our, our bathroom scales. Uh, we're seeing it in recovery devices, sleep monitors, nutrition tracking. Um, we're seeing it in the competition with our peer group. Um, so <clears throat> the way that we go about engaging uh, our local endurance sports community has been changed by these things because of the ability to broadcast real-time stats um, through a variety of different platforms. Um, so it's it's really become much, much wider reaching. And because of that, um, it's, it's everywhere. Um, and it has the potential to uh, move away from being a productive tool to be something that may be detrimental. So just like any tool or metric in endurance sports, they're only as good uh, as, as our ability to apply them properly, and, and this is the most important piece, within the right context. So contextually, what role do any of these things play uh, in our pursuit, uh, our athletic pursuits, uh, and, and in our athletic identity? So you know, the data that power meters produce, the subsequent metrics that we can derive from that, um, our recovery devices, our sleep tracking tools, our nutrition tracking, whatever it is, how do those things fit um, kind of in our sphere of influence? How, how do we um, put them in context so that they're useful, they're not overpowering, um, and that they, we kind of keep them in um on the right side of, of what we, uh, of the role that they should be, should be playing. So ultimately I think that the moment that technology detracts from our athletic identity, um, and I'll dive into that a little bit more, but the moment that technology detracts from our athletic identity is the moment that it's no longer a valuable tool. Um, so the moment that that we use technology or technology influences us in a way where it causes us to have um, negative thoughts or feelings about ourselves as athletes, um, or we're no longer able to contextualize the data and the technology and the tools properly, um, that's when I think it's a detriment. Um, so, you know, uh, I expand on this um, uh, in the article uh, that I wrote uh, for TEC, but, um, you know, is it something, uh, is it where we derive our motivation? Um, if we don't get the, um, the data that we were hoping for, does it make us feel like less of an athlete? Are we no longer able to, um, to find our uh, our athletic identity outside of that data. So, uh, and I'm going to dive into some examples of how I think those things can manifest themselves 
negatively, um, but I wanted to just kind of highlight that. Um, so uh, again, um, making sure that technology is situated appropriately in our athlete toolbox. Um, so some signs that technology is maybe not productive, um, is not being a productive tool for, for you as an athlete could be some of the following, um, using technology purely for external validation. This is a big one. And this really is kind of what prompted, um, me to write the original article and kind of the, the road that I was going down when I was thinking about this was if we, if we can't go out for a ride or a run, um, or, or let me back up. If, if that ride or run or whatever activity it is doesn't produce a data file, um, and that data file then doesn't get loaded to, uh, to, to a device, uh, to a, a third party platform, and then we're not able to see some metrics. So that could be peak powers, that could be um, peak performances, that could be KOMs, that could be uh, whatever it is, if, if that's the reason that we're using these tools is to then immediately look for this external validation and that's our primary motivator, then I think that there's uh, potentially some, some issue there. So you can see how there's this kind of, this kind of um, this circle that gets created, this kind of broken um, uh, format where we, we execute the workout um, with the mindset that we're doing it to then wait for the validation to come back. So we don't go into a workout or a training session because we are hoping to push ourselves. We're hoping to realize our full potential. We see value in that, uh, in that workout or training session just as a standalone um, uh, thing in our lives, something that provides us uh, value, but we're doing it so that we can get some validation. And we could really even roll that into race day performance as well. Are we only training so that we can show up to race day uh, and, and then look for validation from, from our peers, from the results that we get on the race? That's If that's the thing that tells us that our training is working, uh, quote unquote working or not working, I think that could be a potentially harmful cycle to get into. And so it's important to, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast is where we, how we define our athletic identity. But I think this technology piece really plays into that. So again, back to the original point, um, are we using technology purely for external validation? I think that could be a sign um, that uh, technology as a tool is not being implemented appropriately. Um, Another one could be that we're executing workouts and training sessions purely in the hope that some metrics have changed. So this kind of piggybacks on, on the last point, but are we doing uh, executing a training session in hopes that we then um, use the technology to receive some sort of validation around, uh, again, a peak performance a PR, a fastest split, um, a new functional threshold power, uh, potentially some new VO2 max reading that's derived from uh, from from a watch or a, a cycling computer. So 
is that what we're chasing? Is, is this hope that some metrics have changed? Now, I want to be clear that I'm not saying that the goal of training is not to move the needle on these metrics. We, of course, work to move um, individual metrics in a way that help um, bolster limiters, um, strengthen areas that are already strong with an athlete. Um, so, of course, we want to see these things change. But is that the only reason that a, that a training session is, is executed? And then do you, do you want to see that um, every single session, right? So this thought, and I see a lot of athletes fall into this trap that every single session has to produce um, better and greater and higher m- metrics. And I'll use that metrics term to kind of capture, you know, any of these external validations that we can receive. Um, this idea that every session has to be better than the last, um, that of course is uh, is not the way to look at training. Training is uh, is a long term um, undertaking that that is very very dynamic. Um, there's lots going on outside of the metrics, um, and so if we're if we're executing training sessions again purely um, motivated by the hope or want or desire that these metrics improve with every session or every week, um, then that's going to be, I think that's problematic. Again, maybe not being used as a tool, maybe it's being used, uh, again, technology, being used inappropriately. Um, another uh, sign might be that you're losing sight of how to properly contextualize data-driven metrics. Again, piggybacking on this last point, metrics are very dynamic, um, and not all metrics improve at the same pace. Not all metrics are meant to improve uh, in a linear fashion, so they don't just continue to get better and better forever and ever. Uh, it depends on the periodization of the training approach. It depends on outside stressors. It depends on how an individual athlete's body responds to stress rest uh, cycles and, and how they adapt. So metrics don't uh, – we can't look purely to metrics to, to – monitor or gauge our success because metrics are just a reflection of the input. Um, and, and again, there's, there's lots of things going on there. They're very dynamic. So we need to make sure that we're contextualizing just like we want to contextualize technology as a whole and how to use that as a tool. We also want to contextualize uh, and understand the role that these metrics play specifically data-driven metrics. Uh, and what I mean by that would be your classic uh, data-driven metrics like functional threshold, power, um, like uh, VO2 max, um, like your intensity factors for rides and runs, uh, any of these um, metrics that are derivatives of the data that we produce, those things, we need to understand the role that they play and how and when to pay close attention to them. And and then also when maybe they're not the most important thing on our minds, because, uh, there's feedback that, uh, that your body is, is giving you or, or giving your coach that, uh, that tells us that there's other things that may be more important to look at. So, um, another one might be not placing proper importance on some of what I often refer to as 
uh, uh, softer metrics, and that would be you know kind of in in air quotes, but these things that aren't data driven, um, like sleep and stress and motivation and some of these more um, perceived metrics on a daily basis. And if we begin to downplay the role that those um, those metrics, what we could also refer to as the qualitative metrics, if the data-driven is the quantitative, if we downplay the role that those qualitative metrics have on our performance, um, I think we're really letting technology uh, muddy the waters. And this this is one of the things I care about the most is is making sure that we balance qualitative and quantitative. Again, I believe wholeheartedly in technology, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, it might not even tell half the story, truthfully. The qualitative metrics are really what paints the full picture. And so again, what's your stress level? What's going on outside of training? Um, none of this happens in a vacuum. Most of us uh, are uh, balancing career and family and training and our own personal objectives as well as the things that we hope to accomplish in our work lives and our family lives. So what's the stress like? Uh, again, sleep. Are we motivated? Uh, how are we eating? Uh, are we hydrating? Um, what's the cues our body's giving us? Are we feeling injured? Are we not uh, feeling comfortable in our bodies in terms of mobility and flexibility? Um, all of these things, and, and the list goes on. It could be any, any feedback outside of the data. Um, all these things are important. If we don't, if we stop placing what I feel like should be a, a fairly high degree of importance on these qualitative metrics, I think again could be a sign that we're we're tying our identity and our success too closely to technology or the data that's that's a derivative of that technology. Um, also. Um, one of the signs could be uh, no longer being able to execute a workout or a training session based on feel, right? Uh, or, or more specifically, to use more of a metrics-based term, RPE, rate of perceived exertion. I, I see more and more athletes struggle with this um, over the last several years is really losing the connection between how to self-regulate a training session, how to self-pace, um, how to make real-time decisions about how they're um, doling out their effort because we've gotten really comfortable and really used to following very, very exact individualized uh, prescriptive workouts um, based on power, based on heart rate, based on pace, um, we have some guidelines there and we have the, the technology, we have the data to allow us to build very, very individualized workouts. But, and that's great. Again, that's one of the powers of technology is we can tap into very, very specific areas where we want to pinpoint an athlete's physiology, pinpoint specific areas where we hope to see adaptation, uh, where we want to apply specific stressors in hopes that we gain some some fitness and some some adaptation but um, if that detracts from an athlete's ability to 
go out and go for a bike ride and understand how to pace that ride appropriately. Uh, if it, if it detracts from a runner's ability to go, go out and go on a very easy endurance paced run, um, you know, classically kind of conversational pace, um, then, then that can be a real problem because ultimately we need to be able to have that blend. We need to be able, uh, in a competition setting, um, to be able to execute based on feel. We need to know what it's like to connect our RPE to our power or our heart rate. Um, and so if we, um, if that's not a skill that an athlete has anymore, that's a really good sign that we're, the technology has, has detracted from, um, our ability to be, uh, to be adaptable, uh, and, and to make decisions based on the feedback our body's giving us and not the feedback that, um, let's say our power meter on our bike, uh, is giving us. So those are a few examples. I'll, I'll recap real fast. Um, if we're using technology purely for external validation, that could be a sign that we need to understand technology's role uh, in, our, in our training. If we're executing workouts and training sessions purely on the hopes that we'll uh, drive some change in data-driven metrics. If we're losing sight of how to properly contextualize those data-driven metrics, um, if we're not placing or losing sight of the importance that uh, qualitative metrics should play in our training. So again, sleep, motivation, stress, uh, and the list goes on. Um, and if we're losing sight of, of RPE, so if we're losing sight of how to, uh, how to execute a training session based on feel, then that can be problematic or would, um, could be, uh, a, a place or a reason that we'd want to, uh, to dive in a little deeper and make sure that we're using technology and all of the tools, the suite of features that we have at our disposal because of technology, make sure we're using those features, uh, those tools, those platforms um, to prop us up as athletes and not detract from our experience. Um, so make sure you check yourself against technology. And it's as easy as just kind of checking in, maybe going out and riding or running by feel, thinking about what your motivators are. Um, are you motivated purely by the pursuit of pushing yourself and, and the um, feeling of accomplishment that comes with executing uh, a good solid workout? Or is it purely for uh, to produce some data so that you can post it online and wait for that external validation? So check yourself and just, just be honest and see where that, you know, what role that, that plays in, in your training. Um, use it as a tool, but not your only tool, right? So again, let's think about it contextually and make sure that it's layered in appropriately. And this is going to be different for every athlete. I think that there's no, I don't think there's one right approach. I think some athletes can respond very well to lots of technology um, and they can still maintain that, that very high level of athletic identity uh, while having lots of technology layered in. And some athletes that's that's not going to be the case. So I think it's important to understand uh, again for yourself how that how that technology is a tool in your to, in your toolbox, but not the only tool. Um, 
And then just remember that, you know, we as a, <laughs> as a human race, we were athletes uh, long before KOMs, power data, smartwatches, all of these things, right? So, so these technologies do not define us uh, as athletes. They do not define our athletic identity. They are there to help us be better, uh, to add value to our training, to add value to our experiences. Um, if they begin to not do that, then I think we need to check ourselves against uh, the, that technology and those tools. So um, again, for the original article, you can go back, uh, check out thomasendurancecoaching.com. Um, it's under, uh, under articles. Uh, that's where our blog is at. It's the most recent post there. Uh, I just posted it up last week, and given a lot of the questions that it um, that it spurred, uh, I thought we'd use this um, this podcast uh, Minnesota as an opportunity to expand on that. So I hope this helps kind of uh, highlight and contextualize how I think that technology you know can be used again. It's a massively powerful tool, and I think we're in a really fantastic time in endurance sports where this technology is at our fingertips, and, and lots of this technology is stuff that used to be reserved for the most high-tech laboratories and, and sports training facilities in the world. Now we have these things on our, on our, on our wrists, on our bikes, on our computers, uh, on our phones, um, but it's important to make sure again, that we check ourselves against these things and we're using them uh, to add value to our experiences, both as coaches and athletes or as a, as a coach-athlete team uh, and not detracting from, uh, from our identity as athletes, how we define success. Um, and so uh, hopefully this helps you think about or, or will um, uh, cause you to think about how technology uh, is is used in your training uh, and um, and cause you to to use it properly and in a way that that adds value. So as always, thanks for tuning in to Endurance Minded. Um, look forward to seeing you guys next time. Uh, take care. See you soon.